0: This is the Queensland Department of Education podcast.
1: In uncertain times, as we currently have with the COVID-19 pandemic, it is important to look after ourselves. With a return to Term 2 and the challenges this new way of working and learning brings to our schools, corporate offices and communities, we often prioritise everything else above our own health and wellbeing. However, it's important that we recognise that looking after ourselves is not an indulgence. It is necessary to be able to continue to be effective and to support others over the long term. Hi, I'm Virginia Bodage and I'm with the communications team in the department. To assist you to manage your current situation at work and at home and maintain positive mental health and well-being, a series of well-being podcasts will be released in the next coming weeks. Organisational health and wellbeing consultant Mike Deguara joins me today to talk about self-care, the first of our Looking After Yourself podcasts. Thanks, Mike.
0: A pleasure, Virginia.
1: Now, Mike, people listening to this will be familiar with the term stress management. How is stress management different from self-care?
0: Okay, so self-care is an important part of daily life, and it's part of what we do to look after our mental health. During times of uncertainty in this unprecedented situation with COVID-19, the need for self-care is even more important. Unfortunately, self-care is often the first thing that gets sacrificed. When life is busy and stressful, people often think that taking time for themselves seems indulgent. But looking after your own well-being will help you get through this challenging time and will help you to better care for others. Black Dog Institute identifies self-care as that range of activities and practices that we deliberately choose to engage in on a regular basis to care for our mental health and well-being. Regularly engaging in self-care activities helps prevent stress and anxiety and can help us remain effective and productive. So its focus is preventative, whereas stress management is what I tend to do once I've noticed that I'm already feeling stressed. And I use the analogy of thirst to dehydration. If you're feeling thirsty, chances are you're already experiencing mild forms of dehydration. So too with stress management. Once I'm starting to think about putting in place a stress management activity, chances are I'm already experiencing stress. And once the stress passes, and we tend to stop the stress management activities, whereas self-care is just ongoing and regular. Self-care promotes resilience, which is our ability to cope with tough times. As you know, resilience is that thing that helps us face difficult or distressing situations. and can often provide an opportunity to further develop our own coping skills. The three elements to resilience, as you know, are the flexibility, power to change and adapt to situations that change, capacity, the power to continue to keep going when confronted with adversity rather than just give up or quit. And elasticity, the power to bounce back following adversity. Some people think that resilience is all about the capacity to bounce back. In fact, it's not. It's all three elements combined.
1: Okay, great. Thanks. Can you give us some examples of self-care, including how to manage self-expectations?
0: Sure. So the number one self-care strategy is around having supportive relationships and knowing when to ask for help. The research guides us and says that the really strongest predictor of resilience is social support. So having strong social networks, continually connecting and using those social networks is the number one self-care strategy. Self-care can also include things like getting enough quality sleep, Developing problem-solving skills and coping strategies, because definitely this is the time to use them. We can also take the opportunity to model those behaviours to others, particularly younger people, I'm thinking children. Relaxation strategies allow us to disengage. Having a creative or an expressive outlet is appealing for many people. Some other examples of self-care include regular exercise and good nutrition some form of reflection is incredibly useful meditation or mindfulness and we can use that to gain and keep perspective through reflection the skill in breaking down challenges into small achievable goals is really important as well and this prevents us feeling overwhelmed during times like this celebrating achievements no matter the size is another good idea One thing I would mention here is notice self-talk or internal narrative. We all have this internal dialogue going on in our head. The question is, is it mostly encouraging and affirming or is it critical? The approach or the attitude that we adopt is also really important. And I'm mindful of that quote that says happiness and having the trappings of happiness doesn't make us grateful. Being grateful, on the other hand, makes us happy. So I'd encourage people to think about something that they are eternally grateful for. It could be their health, it could be their relationships, it could be their work, it could be their family. That's the thing that will make us happy. And when it comes to self-expectations, here's a couple of things to keep in mind, particularly important for anyone in a leadership role. Firstly, recognising that having emotional ups and downs is common. It's to be expected. It doesn't necessarily indicate the presence of a larger psychological problem. Another thing to keep in mind here is that maintaining perspective through connections is really helpful. And it allows us to co-regulate our own behaviours. So what I mean by that is that we use each other to bounce our emotional states continually and when we don't have that opportunity sometimes we can feel marginalized and even more isolated which is another good reason to connect wherever and whenever we can my other tip here around self expectations is that to manage them I'd suggest that we all need to go easy on ourselves no one has all the answers here and we're all doing the best we can in this situation
1: What about at this particular time with COVID-19? It's a very unusual time for all of us. Do you have any helpful strategies to manage the anxiety that this might be bringing up?
0: Yes, definitely. And the first thing to mention here is that not all anxiety is harmful. A certain level, in fact, can actually be helpful to us, according to Associate Professor Jill Newbury, who's a clinical psychologist with Black Dog Institute. She points us to research during past pandemics that show that people who worry are actually more likely to do the things that help keep them safe and the virus at bay, like observing the physical distancing guidelines and frequent hand washing. The second point to remember is that strong emotional reactions to large-scale crises such as the coronavirus are actually common and they are to be expected. So we can have a role here in normalising these kinds of emotional reactions. Both Beyond Blue and the Australian Psychological Society offer these strategies to maintain positive mental health and to help manage higher levels of anxiety. Number one, maintaining a sense of perspective. And we've already mentioned how important this is. Number two, watch what you're watching. What I mean about that is protect against excessive media coverage. Too much exposure to negative news or repeatedly negative news will impact our mental health in a negative way. Number three, access only quality information from credible sources. It is important to be informed but not overwhelmed. And finally, seek professional help early. Recognising the signs that we might be struggling and responding early is actually a strength.
1: I imagine that this is a time where relationships may be particularly strained.
0: Yes, unfortunately, and during the COVID-19 pandemic, just as with any other major crisis, personal relationships will be put under pressure. Domestic and family violence is known to escalate during emergency and disaster events. And I wanted to mention that not everyone, unfortunately, is able to enjoy supportive relationships that are safe and respectful. In fact, many domestic violence support groups are warning that the ongoing uncertainty, the physical distancing and isolation requirements due to COVID-19 is actually increasing the risk of domestic and family violence. We're all encouraged to recognise, to respond and to refer to support any colleague impacted by domestic and family violence. Information including training modules, policy, leave, provisions and resources is available on the Department's domestic and family violence prevention page on one portal. Domestic family violence counselling and support is available by phoning 1-800-RESPECT or going to 1-800-RESPECT.org.au. Okay, thank you.
1: Are there any take-home messages, Mike, and where can people go to find out more information on self-care?
0: So for further information on self-care strategies and how to develop a self-care plan, people might like to visit blackdoginstitute.org.au, Australian Psychological Society, psychology.org.au for mental health supports, and beyondblue.org also has a large range of information and resources. So in terms of take-home messages here, the main point to take away is to connect, connect, connect. We've already discussed how the strongest predictor of resilience is social support, and complementary research by Nick Epley indicates that even minor or incidental social contact improves our psychosocial well-being. And physical distancing doesn't mean complete isolation. Maintaining perspective is vital, and I'm reminded of that adage, this too shall pass. We tend to forget that in the midst of a crisis, but it's useful to recall other challenges we've faced and overcome. This, again, will help us gain perspective. Another tip here is to continue to check in on yourself and each other as the situation continues to change and unfold. And I'd be suggesting that we can experiment a little. You may not discover a self-care strategy that works for you until you actually try it. If you find something isn't working, that's okay. Be prepared to either persevere or ditch it and try something else. They're the kinds of things I'd encourage everyone to keep in mind at this time.
1: So, Mike, the takeaway messages would be that self-care is important at all times, but particularly during this time, and to connect with people and there is information out there if you want it.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more. There's plenty of information, plenty of support, plenty of resources available. And really importantly, we have the wherewithal, we have the ability to cope and support each other during this time. And we'll get through this and we'll get through this uh, and become a little bit wiser a little bit more mature and hopefully even more grateful for those things that we do have.
1: Thanks very much for talking to us today, Mike.
0: A real pleasure, Virginia. Thank you. You have been listening to the Queensland Department of Education podcast.